The following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Other Wrestling Show. My name is Joel and I'm here as always with Mike. And we're going to discuss the week that was in All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. Back from a week off. uh, Thankful for a week off. And uh, ready to talk wrestling. Stock up, stock down. All right, Joel, why don't we start with the main event tonight? And (laughs) this... This had no re- like there there was no reason for this match to be as fucking nuts as it was. Um I forgot who won. Cody won, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. Like, okay. Cody beat Andrade in a Atlanta street street fight. Um and there was a burning flaming table spot. I haven't seen one of those in a long 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 time and I did not expect to see it on free TV. Uh Joel, you just finished watching it. What was your reaction? Because that was a bit, that was a big fire. That was a big, big fire. Yeah, uh, stock up to Brandy because uh, uh, she did not hold back at all with that lighter fluid. She emptied both of those cans on the table, and maybe a little uh, too much. Maybe too much. The effect that rippling wave of flame as it mm-hmm. spread to engulf the entire table. Such a cool visual, something I will never get tired of. Um, Honestly, it made me think of when uh, Seth Rollins punched the ramp at WrestleMania and had the flame effect that that went down the ramp. Um, Mm -hmm. Only this was like actual flames, so way cooler. (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. But yeah, I mean, this was a fun match. It was absolutely bonkers. Like you said, we had interference from multiple parties um we had an attempted taser spot we had a lot of references in this match you know there was the, the sledgehammer that came out and cody was the like golden nah. shovel and then the he comes out with a golden shovel. shovel you know what better way to bury somebody than with a golden shovel a la uh, john cena so so uh, funny <laughs> yeah and, and then i i i like that he pretty much only used the golden shovel to dispatch the flunky and uh <laughs> then uh, discarded that before being taken out by a moonsault so yeah a, a lot a lot of crazy stuff in this match yeah it was super fun and i i got a question for you joel who took the worst of that table spot was it cody going back first or andrade basically going face first into the fire i mean i think it's a question of like how much you care about your face right because Cody definitely took more of the table, right? Like his entire upper body hit the table. Uh, But Andrade, it was localized, right? It was just his face that hit the flaming table. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, in terms of the the trauma factor, I I would think it was worse for Andrade because like he saw it coming the whole way. Or like, I like to imagine like he just had his eyes shut tight, like, oh no, mommy. Yeah. And what's nuts about the spot too, Joel, is that they were both on fire during the pit attempt. Like, yeah, yeah. Andrade is kicking, not to try to kick out, but because he's fucking on fire. Because there's a, there's something on his chest burning. Cody's legs were on fire. Like, it's just, it was nuts, man. It was, anyone who hates on Cody, like, he will put himself through a flaming table 
for us wrestling fans. He also uh, did multiple heelish things in this match. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what I'm loving right now about this this Cody run. I've I've totally flipped around on it because he's being a heel without turning heel. And it's kind yeah. of brilliant because, you know, he can stick to his guns of like, I will not turn heel but still be a heel and troll the fans. <laughs> and like, I, I think the dumbest fans are the ones who are going to still be super upset about Cody not being willing to turn heel. <laughs> and, you know, the rest of us can just enjoy this run and him acting like a heel without acknowledging that he's a heel. And I think that's really fun. Uh, we, I mean, the absolute straight up full on kick to the balls that took place in this match. <laughs> it's like total heel behavior. Even in a street fight, baby faces don't go for that unless they have mm-hmm. previously been the recipient of a low blow. So I-, I thought this was fun and a cool way to kind of explore the waters with this non-heel heel Cody. Mm-hmm. And also I want to give props to Andrade too, because I think this was probably his biggest match since he's joined AEW. Definitely. And I've never seen him do this type of stuff. Like I can't remember many hardcore or street fights in his other wrestling company days. So to see him kind of step up and do that and just look great um, while doing it. Cody Rhodes is the AW Randy Orton, like stack up to him, see how you look, see how you do. And um, yeah, I, I don't know if this, the story is done. Like they could always rope it back in with Malachi black or something, but um this was a fun exciting tv main event which had a probably would have been a you know a show steal on a pay-per-view if it was on one so um, yeah i'm glad it wasn't on a pay-per-view though because i, mm-hmm. I feel like pay-per-views are better served by matches that have a more cohesive story and mm-hmm. although this match has kind of been built up to it's been built up to in a very convoluted way yep. so like I, I don't even know that i could piece together each step of the (laughs) plot in this ongoing Cody versus everybody kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Cause it's just, it's really screwy. And I I think as much fun as it would have been as a spectacle on a pay-per-view, it works really well as the main event of a dynamite because I don't feel like it was unearned. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't care as much that the storyline, you know, yeah. like I, I don't know what would have been in the video package promoting this, you know, <laughs> a lot of fans booing, I guess a um, yeah. few, few things I want to touch on before we, we move on here. Uh, we had a T pain sighting, a host, one of the hosts of the big, the go big show. Um, is that the second host, third host to get involved with Cody's matches? Cause we had what Eva Longoria, a few months ago, attacking Malachi Black. I know we've had Snoop Dogg um, a few I times. Think you Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. Sorry, sorry. Why did I think I've been Longoria? I'll clean that up. <laughs> Rosario Dawson. Anywho, uh, I just really want to get a uh, like a War Games match between the Go Big Show and like the Pinnacle or something at some point. I want to see T Pain doing some stuff. I mean, we we saw Snoop deliver the worst uh, top <laughs> rope splash of all time. <laughs> I, I don't think we need to see any other rappers flubbing wrestling moves. Um, mm. So, <laughs> and then and then, I think I think it made sense. So you didn't watch this live, but I, I watched it live last night, 
and Twitter was so confused of what was going on with Cody's back. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I, so I think it was some flame retardant like cream or something because when Andrade took off his shirt later in the match, he had the same thing on his arms yes. and back as well. Mm -hmm. So it made more sense once we saw the finish. But watching that match live and just... Yeah, it looked like he well, had laid in a tanning bed for too long yeah. and his skin was peeling off. Yeah, he was molting. Like, it was just... <laughs> like, you could see it, like, floating in the air after he would get hit. Like, I literally was like, this is fucking disgusting. And they tried to sell it that it was something in the trash can, but Cody hit Andrade with the trash can, not vice well, versa. <laughs> like, I saw it on him when he walked out of the... During his entrance, and it's like, okay... And I'd kind of seen that there was a a crazy spot in the in the main event because um, mm -hmm. I, I mistakenly looked at Twitter. Uh, despite I maintained radio silence all day, and then as I was sitting down to watch Dynamite, I just reflexively opened Twitter. Uh, and I was like, "Oh well, fuck." <laughs> yeah. So in the moment, it was really funny and really disgusting, but now now we understand what exactly was going on. Um, but hey. At least they were trying to make the spot safe, but for some reason, like they were still on fire. <laughs> so because well, fire is fire on fire. <laughs> like, yeah. and, oh, and possibly Andrade's chest hair caught on fire. I don't know. Does don't, he have any? Because it was seemed something... like there was a flame on his chest. Well, there was something on Cody that when he went for the pin, it like just fell on Andrade's <laughs> chest. And that's when you like you see him start kicking because his chest <laughs> is on fire. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I just man, it, it was freaking wild. It was super fun. But I don't know if there's really anything, anything else to say um, other than I hope Aaron's OK because he took a wicked bump. He kind of fell, missed his footing at the beginning of the match. So, yeah, well, also, is it is it Jose, the assistant? What's his name? Yes. He's fucking ripped. Like he came yeah. back in the match with no shirt on. I was like, "What? Who is this guy?" Like it was the same mm -hmm. dude. Yep. Didn't know that. So hey, good for him. <laughs> All right, Joel. So let's let's uh yeah let's move on to the the second most significant match of of the evening. Uh, Wardlow absolutely stomping somebody. Get oh wait, out, sorry, get out of here. Get sorry, I got here. that wrong. I got that wrong. No, we're gonna talk about the TBS Championship tournament where we had another excellent installment. Uh, between um, Chris Statlander Chris, yep. and Ruby Soho. I had a hot moment where I couldn't think of Chris Statlander's name. <laughs> I could see her face and I was like, I just watched this. What is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, this this might be my favorite match from the tournament so far. This was really fun. Um, they have really good chemistry. Like I, I want to see them work together again, uh, which I'm sure we will get at some point. Um, it's just kind of, they were, the styles worked really well. The, you know, Statlander's strength and Ruby Soho's kind of, you know, athleticism and, and agility. And God, there was that spot early on where like uh, Ruby Soho went for like some sort of role and Statlander just kind of handstanded out of it. Yeah, it was a monkey flip. So yeah, we've seen was... plenty of monkey flip escapes over the years. And I think typically like the most common thing you see is somebody flipping up into a standing position. Mm. But for her to just handstand walk <laughs> out of it and then roll over onto her feet in one fluid motion Yeah, looked really cool. And there were a number of spots like this in the match where it was just interesting technique and different ways of getting into different spots. And it's cool. Like, 
Ruby Soho is an amazing technician. And I think that's part of what she adds to this division is it's going to bring up everybody else's level Mm -hmm. because they're going to learn from being in the ring with her. And that's such a cool thing. Uh, So I'm really excited. And I was a little bit bummed that Chris Statlander didn't get the win just because I want to see the, (laughs) the, the full health 100% rematch between Nyla Rose and Chris Statlander because I was really mm-hmm. excited about that match going into Revolution way back and uh you know it, I, we've talked about it many times on the pod so we don't need to get back into it but I'm also excited to see Nyla and and Ruby go at it so this will be cool mm-hmm. yeah yeah the, the the final four is was it Thunder Rosa Jade Cargill and then Nyla Rose and Ruby Soho so that's a pretty stacked final four here um, and, and, and one thing I want to touch on, um, this tournament like started in what late October, early November. So like we're six yeah, they've weeks taken into their sweet it. time with it. Yeah. And which I, I'm not like this, I think it's a good thing because we've gotten all these stories like developed throughout the tournament. Like, I think they've done a really good job of giving us reasons to care for these matches other than just, Hey, there's a tournament. Joel, we've seen so many tournaments in the other wrestling company where it's like, they have no history. They don't even attempt to really do a story. It's just, hey, this is a tournament match. Round one, go. Go fight. And I felt like every match of this tournament has had some deeper story or some deeper meaning to the women's division as a whole. Um, like Jamie Hayter losing last week. Look, she's she was really frosty with uh, Britt Baker tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and we probably don't get that unless Hayter's in a spot to lose in this tournament. So... Uh, just a lot of really good things. And I really hope this is a turning point for the women's division that the tournament has been kind of the central focus. And maybe that's been helpful because it's allowed them to say, okay, we have our, our like next eight, nine weeks mapped out. What are we going to do in between? Like, I, I, I wonder if this structure has helped them kind of focus on the stories in this tournament. Well, they've also got the Riho Britt Baker thing going on, which I mm-hmm. think has been good as well. I, I think to your point, there are two ways to do a good tournament in pro wrestling. And one of those ways is to have it be a one night event where Mm -hmm. the entire bracket occurs on one show. And then the other way to do it is what we've seen, which is one match on each episode, make it count, make it a big deal and Mm -hmm. use it to build a larger structure of stories. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And I, I like that we're even getting stuff like the, Thunder Rosa on commentary for mm-hmm. Jade Cargill's match on Rampage and Jade Cargill is facing off with one of Rosa's students and you know there's just there's a lot of stuff getting put into this and it's I think really helping to flesh out some of these characters as well so uh hopefully this is a jumping off point and you know we can I still want to see more than one women's match on every episode of Dynamite. God damn it. There is so much time (laughs) and so little of it is going to that division. So, Mm -hmm. you know, two promos in a match. uh, Okay. Like that's not bad, but like, can we get two promos in two matches? And that still leaves (laughs) the vast overwhelming majority of the show for the men. Like, yep. It's it's kind of a joke at this point, uh, yeah. but yeah, really loving this tournament. Yeah, and it seems like with the debut episode of Dynamite on TBS in 
God, first week of January, right? January 5th, I think. Yeah. It seems like they can, they're going to stretch this to then because we're only in the semifinals. I don't, I don't remember if they announced if they were going to have a semifinals match next week, but it'd be nice if they kind of treat it like when you're in the final four in the, you know, college basketball or you're in the conference championship in the NFL. Like it's a big deal. Maybe we savor the fact that these women are in this spot, use the next few weeks, maybe do, you know, the semi, like the two semifinal matches at winter is coming in two weeks and then have the final mm-hmm. at the TBS debut. Yeah. And what you can't do is have it resolve during one of these December holiday shows where, where less people are paying attention. Like mm-hmm. you got to wait until you have your full audience back. Yeah. Which is why I think, yeah, like winter is coming is right before I, cause that's what that's going to be the, 10 days before Christmas, 11 days before Christmas. Yeah. It's December 15th. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the, the one, in, yeah. So that makes sense. I think, I think that's what we're going to get. And that's, that's great. They're, hopefully they give them time and maybe get some, you know, other matches here and there. So, um, and Joel, since we're talking about the women's division, I just want to, are you doing okay with the news that big swole is no longer in AEW? I immediately thought of you. I mean, it's a, it's a bummer. Cause I, I really loved what she brought to the division, but it also mm-hmm. kind of felt like, they're just never got out of the starting gate with, with her. And it was a lot of start and stop with different things early on. And of course we know about the, the limitations that she had at different points with her health. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I just, I'm glad that she's doing what's best for her and look forward to seeing her pop up other places. You know, there's a, a more vibrant, independent wrestling scene now than I feel like there was five years ago. And Mm. the advent of um, iPay-Per-View has made it a much more viable option. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there who no longer really have interest in being signed with a major company and want the control that they get over their careers by being a fully independent wrestler. So uh, you can make a lot of money that way, too. Like, yeah, if you so do it right, I'm, you can make a lot of money. So, so I'm I'm happy for her that she's you know doing something that's going to lead to uh, a better you know situation for her. And it doesn't sound like there's any kind of sour grapes or anything nope. you know ugly going on. So you know, yeah. Our- and, and the way it was framed too is it sounded like she requested uh, the release, and maybe yes. that can be health related, you know, cause AW doesn't really fire people. We haven't really mm-hmm. seen, you know, talent just let go. And Tony Khan has kind of made a point that we just, we will let the contract expire if we, you know, if they, they don't want to leave right away. So it seems like, you know, maybe there's more going on cause she has what Crohn's disease, which is yeah. a pain. It's a horrific, like I've known people who just, it's a horrible, horrible um, thing. So, yeah. Um, if she needs some time off, you know, and also it's AEW, dude, like she could be back in three months as like, hey, look, who's coming to do a few matches like it's entirely possible. So I don't think this is the last we see of Big Swole. But yeah, you're right. It's, there, it's not a bad time to be going back onto the indies. seems like there's a lot of options for people. Um, all right, Joel, you want to move on to our last topic of stock up, stock down? And Hell yeah, I do. My dude. Right, so this is going to this is going to kind of cover the last two weeks. But this CM Punk MJF storyline has really uh gotten hot <laughs> and i think it's exactly what you expect from two hall of fame level people on the mic um according to reports last week's uh initial promo battle between the two 
there were wrestlers huddled in gorilla to watch it. Like even the wrestlers knew this is a big deal. Um, we've seen CM Punk get in the ring and look like, Hey, look, he looks pretty good. This, the Eddie Kingston, Kingston stuff. And now this is like the first time I felt, okay, this is the old CM Punk on the mic. This is what I wanted to see. And it's pretty incredible that MJF is, is toe to toe with him on these. Like it's, they're really fun. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it's one of the things that kind of clued me into this being on another level was when MJF came out and for the promo last week and initially it was like bad. And then it, it kind of turned around to where it's like, Oh, that was intentionally bad to set up <laughs> what CM Punk was going to say. And then MJF actually like brought out the big guns and cut a really, really good promo. But like, there's an artistry to that, to going out mm-hmm. and like, he intentionally cut a very trite and basic promo on CM Punk of all shit we've heard before said about every wrestler ever. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to apply all these things to CM Punk and it doesn't work. And then Punk fires that right back in his face. And he's like, okay, well, cool. Let's make this personal then. So (laughs) I just thought it was great. And I can't remember seeing something like that specifically before where you know, I'm going to intentionally sandbag my first volley of of this <laughs> promo and, and lay a trap. So I, I dug that a lot. Yeah, I'd be like going into a stand-up set in your first five minutes of your bit just being awful. Just like purposely flubbing it. Like it takes a special talent to do that. And just some of the stuff being said back and forth. Um, like the all the WWE references here too, man. Like, what was it? Um Oh, uh, uh, you're Punk just a less famous Miz. You're just a less famous Miz and Miz saying you're always second behind what the King of Kings and the hustle loyalty mm-hmm. respect man. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite line was CM Punk saying the only way you'll be over in this company is if Tony has a daughter and you're and you wait long enough to marry her. Like, yeah. like, man, fucking Triple H burns too. Um, uh, MJF referring to him as PG Punk uh this week like i could have i could have done without the Britt baker stuff and i hope they save those clips for when mjf and adam cole eventually fight (laughs) whenever that happens so i didn't i didn't take that in like i didn't think to me that came off as as like sexist i thought that was no i just thought it was i just thought it was stupid like like you're doing some really smart stuff here like you don't need to bring Britt Baker into it. I know he referenced her last week. Like you've been replaced by Britt Baker as one of the pillars, which great line. Oh, you're talking about the, this week, the Britt Baker, stuff. this week's Britt Baker. Line. Oh yeah yeah, about- yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't think that needed to be there. I was talking about the, the initial promo, like, Oh no, the, the initial you've promo been was replaced great. by yeah. Britt Baker while you weren't looking like, yeah. I mean, she has become one of the pillars of the company. Mm-hmm. So I think that was, you know, legit. And I saw that people were like, Oh, like using Britt Baker as an insult to MJF. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's not <laughs> insulting him with Britt Baker. He's saying Britt Baker took your place. Yeah. Like Britt Baker's a totally different message. Yeah. <laughs> Britt Baker is more important to the company than you. Like, right. That's a good exactly. thing to include Britt Baker in that. It's recognizing right. how so, important she is. 
And I get yeah, it, and- right? Because like as wrestling fans, we're so conditioned to if a woman is mentioned in a promo segment between two men, it's mm-hmm. probably sexist. <laughs> yeah. No, I, <laughs> I was mainly instance, referring it- to the stuff this week. The last yeah, stuff yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also love the stuff of like, Basically, Punk saying, yeah, I wrestled QT, Marshall, Lee Moriarty, and they're better than you. <laughs> like, like, just, oh, man. So th- not only was this promo, like, they were attacking each other. They were, like, propping up other people, <laughs> like, which is just insane that they were able to do that. And it felt natural. Like, QT, Marshall, and Lee Moriarty being in that promo after these two matches is great for them. It, like, you've been on Lee Moriarty's train for a long time, but, like, he just went up a notch just from having this match and being involved in this promo. So, and, well, and looking awesome in this and match. looking awesome in the let's, match let's, too. Let's take a minute and talk about <laughs> Mr. Lee Moriarty. Holy shit, he had a hell of an outing in this match against CM Punk, and uh, his technical prowess is just amazing. And I think he does something really smart, which is he doesn't go full speed until the end of the match. Like, yeah, there's a definite point at which he switches gears in this match. And all of a sudden, everything seems like a bigger deal. And I think that's really hard to do. And especially like, I think he's only six years into his pro wrestling career. Mm-hmm. That's a like, very veteran savvy kind of thing to do. So for him to have that, already figured out is really really impressive so i'm just looking forward to seeing more from lee moriarty and Mm -hmm. i I thought this match was fantastic yeah it's just another example of how they're using their veterans here it's not old tna where it was hulk hogan versus rick flair or you know hulk hogan versus christian like it's cm punk versus lee moriarty it's cm punk versus qt marshall it's brian Danielson versus alan angels like it's they're they're these established dudes are putting over even if they're getting the win these younger guys and it's like i i saw people complaining this week about what cm punk lee moriarty what, like what's the point there's no story not every match needs a story wins and losses matter so you can just have these matches and then like they crush and just leave it at that <laughs> like it's also anymore. like the story is what's going on between CM Punk and MJF. And with MJF mm-hmm. being on commentary for the match, that ties it into the story. Like, come on, people. This is pro wrestling. This is how this yeah. works. Like, you can't have... Uh, everything would be the same if we didn't do stuff like this, right? Yeah. Because there's only so many ways, so many configurations you can have of, I'm going to have a match with this person who's adjacent to you. And that gets boring after a while. I like when a wrestler is just having a match with another wrestler and then that gets interfered with because it's like ostensibly their job is to go wrestle. So basically Mm -hmm. it's MJF is showing up at your work and talking crap about you (laughs) and then confronts you after you get off your shift. Can you imagine? I'm just working on a I'm working on a Salesforce code and he's just like, you're using an if statement. (laughs) Oh, what the fuck? Like, it just and MJF with MJF literally just it felt like he was just reading Twitter criticisms of CM Punk's run when he was on commentary today. Like this isn't the CM Punk. He looks so old. Look, he's gray. He's struck. Like literally, he was just reading off like asshole WWE stands Twitter pages, and it was awesome. I also loved Excalibur when 
uh, MJF like kind of shit on Lee Moriarty. He was like, I'm pretty sure he, or he said like, he's wrestled more than you. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just great stuff. There was so much to love in this match, this segment, just super fun. And I don't know if this match, when they're going to do this, maybe it's a winter is coming, uh, co-main event with the championship match, but man, this is working. I was kind of surprised they went, went to this so early, but I wonder if they're kind of like, Hey, we don't know how long we have punk. So we might as well just use it. It's going to be a crowded ass card. If, if we're putting that match on as well, I mean, the, yeah. it's still a normal episode of dynamite. Winter is coming is not a four hour spectacular. So <laughs> maybe they save it. Cause I know that we have the, um, the yeah, first, that first TNT, TNT special. special is the, uh, January 8th, I think. Yeah, I think so. Clash of champions or cha- what it champ, something, Something champions for battle of the belts, battle of the belts. Yes. So maybe we'll be on that. They'll stretch it to then, which that will probably be longer than a two hour dynamite. I would assume so, but we don't know. Be the first one. So Joel, anything else to say about this before we move on to lightning rounds? Now let's, let's do it. Lightning round. So I have watched a lot of dynamite because I caught up from last week. And I am so sad that Dante Martin has left our boy Leo Rush. I love it. It broke my heart, Joel. It broke my heart. And like I Leo Rush's promo tonight, I just was like, I love this guy. Basically, he's like, Yeah, I'll fight you all. And then Martin Mm -hmm. comes out. And like, and it's funny because I thought this story originally was Leo Rush trying to like take advantage of Dante Martin, like use Dante Martin to prop himself up, and it just went a completely different different direction. And then I do love the hypothetical fit of Dante Martin on team Taz. It just sucks. He's never going to win again. (laughs) That's funny. Not like he was winning a ton (laughs) before that, but I really, my favorite part of this was Dante Martin coming out with Ricky Starks and Leo looking at him. And Dante is just like, have you seen this guy? Like (laughs) indicating what Ricky (laughs) Starks was wearing and like how fabulous he was. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, you want to hang out with that guy. That's someone you want to hang out with, for sure. I want to hang out with Ricky Starks. <laughs> well, I wonder if there's some, there could be some trickery here, because they've, I think they talked about how the they're all in the Diamond Battle Royal, Diamond Ring Battle Royal next week, yeah. Diamond Ring, whatever. So maybe, maybe Dante Martin will come back to us, but. Yeah. It could be a double agent, but I, I like the fit with Team Taz, and I'm interested to see, like, what they could do with that. I mean, it's so, just, it's going to be, it's going to be Dante Martin hooked as your AEW tag team champions. Oh, I'm down. I'm down for that. I mean, everybody is, it's, it's love with kind of, yeah, it's kind of a joke at this point. That, like everybody is fantasy booking hooks debut to be, you know, this remarkable, like, oh, hook is going to go over CM Punk and Brian Danielson in the same night and become <laughs> AEW champion. That's the best way to debut him. Fucking go the Jer- Jericho it's, before WrestleMania route. It's it's become such a meme. It's kind of hilarious. Uh, uh, so something else that was hilarious, something that <laughs> I loved, um, and maybe this is just me being self indulgent, but uh, Chris Jericho got the shit beaten out of him by 2.0, and it made my heart happy. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we need more 2.0 on our television, and I think beating up Jericho is a great way to get clout. Um, now, you know, this is a result of the the Eddie Kingston match last week. So hopefully this doesn't give us a Jericho Kingston alliance. I don't know if I want that. But yeah, I'm all for 2.0 beating the shit out of Jericho. It's wonderful. 
<laughs> um, I'll go next. And I liked uh, Wardlow just squashing that dude. And I liked Wardlow getting in between CM Punk and uh, MJF. And Joel, I want, I want Wardlow to win that fucking dynamite ring. Oh, yeah. I want it so bad. Like, have them both be the final two next week and all throughout the show afterwards, just oh you're gonna you're gonna take you're gonna take the pin and you're gonna get paid and then mm, it's gonna be great. I hope it I, I fantasy booked uh uh hangman page beating Kenny Omega for a year. I am going to <laughs> stay on this Wardlow winning the dynamite ring. If it doesn't happen this year, it will happen next year. Okay. All right. I want it. well as we know i am a big fan of all things wardlow so i thoroughly enjoyed this and i'm really looking forward to him eventually turning on mjf i I think that can kind of just become a weekly installment of that's something that i'm anticipating and looking forward Mm -hmm. to uh there's not a ton else from this show that we haven't talked about one thing that we probably should talk about is uh brian danielson continuing his reign of terror and (laughs) obliterating members of the dark order and i guess his gimmick now is that he's injuring them all uh after knocking out colt cabana's tooth which was somewhat gruesome Mm um which and was also a shoot uh he allegedly uh, tore Alan Angel's MCL, which I don't think is real. Um, <laughs> also, the A, they the MCL, the MCL is real. Just him, him tearing it. You know, <laughs> I, I also like how he was like, "Oh, you guys don't know what MCL is." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, isn't it like dick. just medial a, cruciate ligament? Like, yeah, I, I know, yeah. I know what it is. I just, I just this version of Dan, of Danielson is is mm-hmm. awesome. Like. I don't feel we ever really got anything close to this in the other wrestling company. Maybe when he was the people's champion, uh, sorry, the, the planet's, planet's champion. champion. Yeah. Planet's I champion. think the planet's champion was pretty close to this when he was coming out and yelling at the crowd that they were fickle. And, yeah. I and mean, that's when it, he started doing like the face stomps was in that few yep. too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that might be it, but man, this is just a whole nother level. And I did not expect less than three months after his debut that I'd be like this guy, this fuck. This guy's, I am. Asshole. this guy's an asshole like and i'm loving it um and another angels looked great in this match like this match was really good another showcase and i can't wait for that hangman page jansen match in two weeks that's gonna be it's gonna be incredible yeah yeah really looking forward to it and uh if danielson wins i'm gonna be real sad for a while and you're just gonna have to put up with that <laughs> i won't okay. be my normal peppy energetic self on the podcast i'll just be be moping around it's i was, well, it's, I was thinking about this earlier we're gonna talk about H- dynamite <laughs> it was hangman, on. Hang- hangman page is like our first like kind of pure baby face aw champion because we had two heels and, and jericho and omega and moxley was you know he was moxley <laughs> like he's also the most aew champion of all of our champions thus far like like he had a run in ring of honor and mm-hmm. on the indies prior to uh being an AEW, but AEW is where he became a star 
And yeah. that the same is not true for Omega, Moxley, and Jericho. They were all stars when they arrived. So this does feel significant because it feels like the first, I mean, not homegrown, obviously, but the closest mm-hmm. thing so far yeah. uh, in terms of their champions. So, uh, And I, I don't think we can look at how they've booked the other three and how they will book Hangman going forward. I, I just don't think that's a precedent that we can rely on. So not saying he's going to drop the belt early, but... Uh, maybe this is a, a WWE, you know, thing. I'll have to just get programmed out of my head, but I don't remember baby faces having super long championship reigns often. Like I felt it was, yeah, I I mean, usually the baby face is chasing and that's the story. They win the belt and then they don't get an equally as long title reign as the heels might've gotten. Well, I mean the, the old adage, right? The money's in the chase. So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not projecting Hangman will be our first transitional champion. Um, I, I, that won't be the case, I don't think. But I am excited to see how they book him because we haven't really seen this in AEW so far. Well, if it does happen, just a heads up, I'm blaming you <laughs> and there will be consequences. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. Tony Khan listens to this show and he's like, you know what? That Mike Lorana has some good idea. I just said my last name. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that out. Oh, I always say my last name because my last name's in my Twitter profile. It doesn't <laughs> yes, matter. Yes, you do. Yeah. If it's your last name, I'm not supposed to say. It's true. It's true. I, I like right, well, my anonymity. <laughs> Joel, there's one more thing I liked on this show, and that was Miro stuck in purgatory. <laughs> or, yeah. Or limbo. Whatever yeah. you want to call it. That did was such you, a cool visual. Did you get uh, Wyndham Rotunda vibes from this? A little bit. A little bit. Like the well, camera angles and the hands mm-hmm. over the face and the upside down and... You know, yeah, maybe, I, maybe I him some, and Miro were talking some, about some production uh, stuff here because it did. I, yeah. Now that you mentioned, I did get those vibes, but this was cool. It's it's still weird, which I love. And I like that we don't necessarily need to see Miro in person for mm-hmm. his feud with God to continue. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, so, did he did he call God the C word? Because. I, I don't I don't I don't remember. I don't Well, we think about the words that get bleeped out, right? So like it has to be worse than bitch. Um <laughs> I mean, I'm or... pretty sure we heard CM Punk say pussy uh when he was talking shit to Ward Wardlow and MJF. Um not on the mic. Like I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think Chris Jericho has dropped that as well. Yeah. Uh, but I was you know <laughs> I think that's I think that's what he did. I think I think that's the word he chose. And um, yeah, wow. Okay. <laughs> there's a. I'm going on a weird place here, but there's a a song from the Book of Mormon musical uh, that would go along with that sentiment there from uh, <laughs> Miro. But <laughs> all right, well, Mike, I, I can't think of a better way to end the podcast than with <laughs> a, a Book of Mormon reference. So uh, why don't you take us out of here? Oh, I for, we for, I forgot to mention I like Adam. Uh, I like the super click and the best friend stuff. Like I hope we get a a, a lengthy feud between these three six guys because it could be really fun. But now yeah. I will. End that was the worth show. slowing down for. Hey, you know I gotta make sure I touch on everything. Um, all right, guys, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Other Wrestling Show. Uh, you can follow Joel at the Other Joel. I forgot your handle for a second. The Other Joel. Uh, on Twitter, you can follow me at Michael underscore Aranda. There's my last name. Uh, you can follow the podcast at OWS underscore pod. You can email us at the other wrestling show at gmail.com. I feel like I'm doing like an end of a drug commercial. Like, 
You can follow us on <laughs> Facebook at the other Instagram. Blah, 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 blah. May, ca- May calls measles. <laughs> 98 <laughs> calories and 3.2 carbs. <laughs> All right, Joel. What? I don't know if it's a good time to join the dark order with everything going on. Uh, well, I- I'm going to pitch it this way. There are probably some vacancies due to injury, so it's a good time to join the dark order. <laughs> join the dark order and, and get some benefits and sign on the signing bonus or something yeah, definitely get dental care if you're going to join the dark order <laughs> i don't know why the outro is not playing i've tried to play it three fucking times remember there everybody life's a work duck the clothesline and happy wrestling Bye.